Hey there, beautiful people, and happy post-Thanksgiving to you all. This episode was actually supposed to come out before Thanksgiving, and you will be surprised to know that I have been trying to upload this very episode since Monday or Tuesday of this week. You will be surprised to know that it's been recorded probably seven plus times, and it wasn't because I couldn't get it right. <laughs> but there are so many things that try to prevent this episode from happening. And all I know is that I am grateful to God that finally persistence is paying off. So why don't you go ahead and join me for God's sake. <laughs> this episode, you guys, I believe is going to bless you in every ear that it lands upon. And I'm so grateful. So here we go. Welcome to Insights to Strength. I'm your host, Jay Love, and this podcast was curated to remind you that you are not your circumstance. Join me as I encourage you through the word of God, help you to identify your strengths, and vocally walk alongside you in purpose. Late one evening, I was reading and I heard these words, for God's sake. And upon realizing what was being said to me through the Holy Spirit, I confess to God that what he just laid upon me was heavy. The words that he had given to me were received while reading in the Acts of the Apostles, and I was journaling about my day to him. I had been laying out my frustrations to him, but I was giving him praise and the same. And all that I know is that on that morning, I was grateful that he had seen my heart. And I was I hadn't been pleased with the situation, and in fact, it was one that could have been avoided, but misalignment and lack of communication of others didn't allow for that. And as a result, myself, along with other team members, began to create solutions and alternatives to this fallout. The issue was fixed, and we went about our day, but I could definitely feel the tension that it created. My journaling on that evening recorded these words. Thank you for confirming that it is necessary to do the things that are pleasing to you. This was important to me because had had I allowed my human nature, aka my flesh, to take over, it would have, one, revealed that my ego was bruised. It would have shown that I'm not doing what it is I do to please the Father. It could have further impacted how others, um, rather could have further impacted others on that day that I actually had to work with, and it could have altogether just ruined the day or created unnecessary collateral damage. The word says, whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. And on that morning, that was my posture, and it continues to be as such. So after that recording or that journal session, I said to God, at 11.07 p.m. <laughs> that I needed a scripture for this idea or this topic that you had given to me, that he had given to me. And how about at 11.59, y'all? He gave me the answer and he gave me the scripture for today's text. And that is this. In Acts chapter 9, verses 15 and 16, But the Lord said unto him, Ananias, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel 
unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. So here's the background of that um, story. Ananias, he was a follower of Christ and he lived in Damascus. God came to him in a vision and gave him instructions to go and talk to Saul. Saul had been traveling on his way to Damascus when God took his sight. Ananias, during that vision, he spoke back to God and said to him this, I've heard about this man and all the things that he has done to the saints in Jerusalem, to your saints in Jerusalem. He further said to him, he has been given authority by the chief priests to arrest all who call upon your name. If you know Saul's story, then surely you would be thinking similar to Ananias and questioning how God is even choosing to use such a person. But now, now God is going to intentionally use someone who sent others to kill. Like he, he had crazy, just crazy behaviors. This man oppressed too many to count. He messed up people's livelihood and their livestock and God's going to use him. I want to try and draft this for today's context, utilizing basically a scene from a movie. <laughs> Pretty any, I guess, any gangster movie or what have you. But it's no different than you or I growing up watching someone who once slain crack, sold dope, prostitute, prostituted women, who stolen cars or used um, families for their own controls. And or, you know, use police to pay them off. It, like I said, if this was a gangster movie, the police were paid off in the movie. Right. But now you're going to tell me that you're going to use Saul for your namesake, God. Are you sure? To even make it a little bit more clear. You are going to specifically use this man. To convince others that he had changed his lifestyle. On top of that, convince everybody to serve someone he once denounced? God, come on. Right? These had to have been the thoughts of Ananias. But never mind his own thoughts about Saul. He did what God asked of him, and it was not without hesitation, but he did it. Some of us need to get to the point of just saying yes to the Lord without question. Trust me when I say it's easier said than done. And I once was a fighter. And I have gradually come to understand that not only is his way better, but it works best. It's satisfying. And, and to know that I've succeeded because I, I was being obedient. I feel good about my best because for me, I was given what I had. I was giving God all of me. And in this story, God has given Saul his own experiences, which was in making him blind. It made Saul depend on depend upon others because Saul was a man who was used to calling the shots and making people fear him. And the mere proof was in Ananias because Ananias had only heard of Saul. But this time, Saul was no longer in charge. Saul had been on his way to Damascus to act the whole fool. He went to the chief priest to get arrest warrants for people in an entirely different city so that if he found other believers of Christ, he would arrest them and bring them back to Jerusalem. And in the voice of, of my mother, what the what? <laughs> Prior to getting in Damascus, he was on the outskirts. And that's when he became blinded and was brought to his knees. It was in that position he was forced to change. 
He went from being powerful and mighty to being powerless. He was weakened by the power of God. And that's when he, the scripture states, he's heard a voice and answered, Master, is that you? Now, after reading the scripture, I, scriptures, I was brought to a halt and it was for a few weeks. Like I was hoping an answer would fall out the sky apparently because truth be told, I had become slightly distracted. However, when I came back to the assignment, I had to be, pick, pick the brain of my spiritual father because I was stuck in that Saul knew the father. And I asked him about the scripture and he was able to share with me some of the oral history that I had overlooked. And that is this. It is our belief within the scripture that the imprints of our own DNA, that within the imprints of our DNA, I'm sorry, God has equipped us with traces of his own, right? Of his own DNA. And we often forget that the scripture states God saved us and he called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. So how was Saul able to do what he had done to others? He did so much denouncing of Christ, and yet he knew him. But God has proven with Saul's life that no matter how big you think you are, he can and will humble you. The word states that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that I am Lord. So how do I know that Saul knew him? And it is my, my own idea that maybe he didn't know him in relationship, but he definitely knew him by name because he called him master. The second thing that had me at a standstill, and it's where our topic of discussion has arrived, was that the fact that Ananias had his reservations about Saul, but it didn't get in the way of his obedience to the father. God told Ananias, look, this man is praying right now, and I need you to go to Straight Street and lay your hands on him so that he may receive his sight. Ananias was like, yeah, I heard it, old boy, and uh, <laughs> and what he's done to the saints in Jerusalem. And now he's been given authority here from the chief priest to bind all those that call on your name? So without acknowledging what Ananias had even stated, God was like, good, <laughs> you know him. Now go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Now, as Tatum Tamia would say in the Boston Blessed Up podcast, let us pause for the cause. <laughs> Pause for the cause. Saul was willing to go all the way to Damascus to show his power to those that were there. Ananias was willing to go to this same man on behalf of God. And now God was willing to blind Saul because he had chose, chosen him to bear his name before the Gentiles, kings, and children of Israel. So what are you willing to do? Never mind the excuses of who you are and what you did, thought, or done. Again, he knew Saul before the foundations of the world, knowing beforehand the type of life he would live, and yet he chose Saul to bear his name. What are you willing to do for God's sake, for his name's sake? 
while having a conversation with one of my sisters in Christ, I began to discuss with her the different names that I've been gifted with on this year. Names like um, refresher and sharpener, a midwife, intercessor and prayer warrior. Those two have kind of just been a, uh, been a part of uh, my life for a, a while now. But, you know, people call me woman of God and, and mother amongst, uh, amongst other things, right? But then I started to think on it a little bit further after that conversation. And I realized that these names identified me as a result of my sacrifices. I'm sure you'll be, you may be asking, well, what does that even mean? I'll put it, th- put it this way. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, 22 and 23, to the weak, I become weak. I became as weak that I might gain the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means, I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. Utilizing those verses, I'm reminded of the names refresher, sharpener, a midwife, prayer warrior, even being called a bridge. Y'all, I was all of those things to different people. And that sounds beautiful, doesn't it? None of these things happen without incident, though. Allow me to paint the imperfect picture. Because before I got it right, I got it wrong. My initial interpretation of that scripture was first an excuse to sin. It was due to me having lacked understanding. And it was no different than the serpent telling Eve that she shall not surely die. It was another sister in the faith who corrected me in love and with the word of God, she steered me. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit gave to her to share with me these words. She said to me, becoming all things to all men does not mean that you change who you are. But what happens is that you become the language of all men. So, for example, God is the Father. Jesus is God in the flesh. And we have the Holy Spirit. The Spirit does not change, but he becomes who we need. And some days I need the comforter to comfort. Other days I just need strength. But it's the same spirit that is the source of my joy. God in that, he is being who he has always been. I'm a woman who wears many hats. Like I'm an educator, I'm a writer, a podcaster, I'm an author, a sister, a friend. The titles change but I am still Jacqueline. My name does not change. Y'all, God doesn't change. Scripture states that he is the same God today, tomorrow, and forever, right? He equips and he has equipped you to be all you need to become. So here is the question. In order to become, ask yourself, what are you willing to do for his sake? For God's sake, I've had to be willing to allow him to change me from the inside out. That started with salvation. I then had to be willing to allow the word to to transform me, to transform my behaviors, my thinking, my heart, and my overall character. Because who I was becoming before I was in Christ, let me be honest and say that was straight straight trash. (laughs) Like, 
There's no other way to put it. I was so undeserving. So undeserving. I was temperamental. You know, I would do things to uh, that would tear up my insides. Y'all, I was suicidal. Come on. I was depressed. I had depressive tendencies. I... My attitude was one of the stinkiest ones once I felt like I had kind of been crossed or whatever. Like, God had to alter that in me. So that's why I say I was trash before him, you know, revamping who it is that I am. But you guys, for his sake, I've left and been fired from from employers. I have walked away from relationships I've traveled near and far to even just tell other people what God has given me to say to to them. Please let me go ahead and insert this. I'm not saying this to glorify myself at all, but I am telling you what it is that I've been willing to walk away from, to give up, and amongst other things. Y'all, for his sake, I pray for you. I pray for the nation and other countries. Man, he's given to me to pray for events that hadn't even touched down yet. But a year, year and a half or months later, these situations occur. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm mind blown that what he has given to me, however far in advance, has actually come to pass. I shouldn't be shocked, but I am because he's trusted me to, you know, to pray for these events, pray for these people, people I haven't. I haven't even met yet, right? It is for him that I am an author and an educator, and it's even for his sake that I do this podcast. I don't claim to have all of the answers because like I said, before I got it right, I got it wrong. But I do know that walking by faith has for me been proven to be what's best for my own life. I am intentional about my friendships to the best of my ability. I'm even intentional about my conversation. I have to be careful with my conversation. And like I said, I don't get it right every time. But for the remainder of the year, I want to employ you to employ you to check in with God that he may do a heart check and recalibrate it. That he may show you yourself as he's done even for, for me. Like it really, it's going to take some, you know, seeking his face, getting your word. Ask God to give you the mind of Christ, right? Let the mind that is in Christ be in you also. Asking him to create in you a clean heart and renew within you a right spirit so that we know our postures are right, that our spirits are right, and so that we're checking our motives regularly. That is important. I didn't pray in, so I'm definitely going to pray out with you guys today. And I just, Lord, my prayer is that you go to the four corners of the earth. God, that this podcast may reach those that you have intended it for, that this episode would bless the hearts of your people. Father God, I do not glorify in what it is that you have given me, but I'm merely thankful for God, the words that you've, you've given to me. God, for the experiences in my life, both present and past, God, that has brought me to this moment. God, I pray for every listener. I pray that their hearts are open to receive, oh God, that their ears know your voice. I am the vessel, but God, let them hear your voice through me in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for the sharing of the podcast, and we thank you for the growth of it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.
As always, you guys, keep praying, keep pressing, and stand tall.